people, welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. Boom, yo, what a week, right? What a week! Some crazy ass shit has been going down. It's insane. And the funny thing about it all is just the different reactions. You know what I mean? On one side, we're getting like, you're so brave. On the other side, it's, (laughs) you're an asshole. It's just both. I think are ridiculous, but for different reasons, right? Uh, And if you don't know what the fuck I am talking about, I am talking about Philip Schofield and Jamila Jamil. Okay, so, um, Philip Schofield on Friday. Yeah, last Friday. Um, I think it was Friday. Eh, it was around about that time. Friday, Thursday or Friday. But he um, came out uh, on his morning TV show uh, that he's gay. Alright? He's um, 57. And. Yeah, he came out that he was gay. Uh, now, on the flip. Um, Jamelia, um, yeah, round about the same time, uh, HBO announced that she would be on a, a panel of a voguing contest show. I was just like, Ugh, whatever, but yeah, she's on a panel of a voguing contest show, and voguing is. Like, it, I think it's been credited to the LGBTQI, whatever, whatever, but that community for kind of creating. So, they're outraged that she's on this show because, you know, she's not from that background. But there's also a flip side as well on that, right? But, um, yeah, to respond to that backlash, she came out and said, I'm queer. So, yeah, they're like both of these two things have had a, a, a complete, <laughs> a complete craziness on the reaction that makes no sense right it, it, it really makes no sense it's all a little crazy okay now with the philip schofield thing it's like um yeah he's come out gay uh and everyone like people come out and be like you're so brave you're so brave i can't believe that yeah this is this is incredible this is amazing Oh, and I'm just a bit like, listen, okay, not to, you know, like, listen, people go through different things, right, and I'm not discouraging that or anything like that, but he's 57, he's 
career is pretty much cemented. Like everyone loves Philip Schofield. Right? It's not like people, you know what I mean, they're like, are looking for a reason to get rid of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he's got a sweet ass deal with ITV to do the morning show. He then does other stuff. He's always hosting things and on shows and everything like that. So his career is pretty much set. And also, if anyone really can say this is a surprise, come on, people. I like everyone kind of knew. Everyone knew. But who cares? See, this is the thing. No one cared. <laughs> like, no one cared. Right? Like, I. <laughs> Does anyone really look at people and go, hmm, I wonder what that situation... Like, no one gives a fuck. And, like, he's, he's, he's been married, right? So he, he got married in, what, 93? Something like that. But his wife knew. His wife has known for a long-ass time. I don't know if she knew from the giddy-up. But he says that, you know, he knew he was gay... When he married her, but he was just kind of confused, like maybe he was bi, whatever, whatever. And so, but this is the thing as well on that, okay? Because I think we've there's been so many discussions about sexuality, right? So many discussions about sexuality, and the fact that you know people can, you know, they could be say. Heterosexual But there's one person Of the same sex Who they're just attracted to And they might enter a relationship With that one person But then If that situation ends They're not looking to Date anyone else From their same sex They go back to What they were doing in the past It's just that they're attracted to a one person because of certain characteristics, a certain connection, whatever, whatever. So you know, as we always talk about this fluidness now, right? On on things. So, like, yeah, he may think, okay, I'm I'm gay, but he marries this woman. That's not really that weird. You know what I mean? That's not... Because, look, you get situations where people marry someone, but they don't really do... They don't do anything. It's literally something for appearance. But you get all the senses that this was a thing. Like, they've got three kids, okay? They've got three kids. So, he's he's definitely attracted to his wife, otherwise... You ain't getting free kids unless it's artificial insemination or something, you know what I mean? Because if, if you really are not attracted to women, you ain't getting your dick hurt for that. Alright? Unless you're maybe popping a Viagra or something, but fuck. So you have this. But yeah, it's just a notion of 
he's so brave. That's what I find kind of crazy. It's like we want to equate, you know I mean, everyone wants to pat people on the back for things that are just, it's just life, man. It's just life. I mean, this shit goes on every day. Every day, someone's like sitting down with their friends and going, yo, I've got something to tell you, people. All right? Like, it's, it's not a new scene. And especially now. Like, if he, if he came out, if this happened in, you know, in 93, like, he came on TV, what, in 87? Like, you know, if he, that happened then, whoo, that's a different story. I mean, it's a different story. And I wouldn't, I'm not surprised he didn't. But now, meh, it's like everyone's gay now. You know what I mean? Everyone's gay, everyone's fluid, everyone's non-binary. Like, yeah, it's, it's not a crazy-ass thing. So, yeah, like the people going, oh, yeah, he's putting his job at risk. He's not putting shit at risk. He's not putting shit at risk. He's solidified. He's solidified. It's Philip fucking Schofield, people. Get a motherfucking grip, right? So, yeah, you, you have this whole situation. What I, what I thought was funny, there was this article with some girl who no one fucking knows. Like, she's not, like, look, it sounds harsh, but she's no one, right? And it was just like, I know what Phillips go for to kids. Must be feeling. My parents came out as gay. And I'm like, no, why the fuck... Have you got this, what is going on, no one gives a fuck, who cares, there's a load of people whose parents have come out as gay, you're, like, no one cares, like, his, his kids, if his kids felt any way, they're morons, but from all, like, from everything that you, you know, you hear, his kids don't give a fuck, and why would they? This is a crazy thing. Why would anyone care? <laughs> you mean like, why would anyone care? From everything that you've ever heard, it's not like it, it sounds like he's an asshole, right? It always sounds like he's a decent guy. Um, like his his kids have had a great. I'm assuming they've had a great childhood. Their parents have loved them And that's what matters That That's what matters Right If your parents come to you and go You know what I, Yeah I'm gay Right For the most part You probably have realised And secondly Do you really give a fuck? You know what I mean? Do you really give a fuck? You know what I mean? They've cared for you, they've looked after you, all of that shit. So, yeah. No, like, why would you care? So, all of this, I just find crazy. And the other crazy thing is, like, people sending out tweets, right? People, like all these celebrities sending out tweets, like, hey, we're, we're standing with Phil. Oh, this is so good. Firstly, 
there's no standing with Phil. Phil is fine, right? And you're only sending that tweet to look good to your followers and potential followers. That's the only reason. Because if you really have something to say, give him a call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give him a call. If it's like, yo, I just want Phil to know I'm with him and if he needs to talk, I'm hit. You you can say that shit on a phone call, right? So, yeah, all, all this support, it's not really support. It's people trying to look good. You know, people trying to ride ride this news and, and, and make it work for them. That's all that is. But on the flip side, yeah. So, Jamelia, Jamil, you know, she gets announced as a panellist on this show for HBO. And, yeah, she's like, comes out and says, look, I'm queer. So, I feel, so, yeah. I, I feel that, you know, it, 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 it's not a crazy thing for me to be on this show. But I think, that, so there's two things about this, though, right? So it's a dance, because it's a dance show, um, and it's dealing with, like, the ballroom kind of scene and all of that. She has no experience of that, right? So there have been people that have come out, not about, like, the whole... LGBT thing But more about You ain't got dance background Why the fuck are you on the panel And yeah I do kind of feel on that You know I understand that Because You know It's like That uh, people with an actual Background Who have trained and studied And have worked Like that's, you mean, these kind of things kind of a reward for the hard work you put in, right? You, you mean, you, you've excelled in your field, so you kind of feel that when these things come up, they, you get that, because you've been kicking ass in this for all this time, you've been repping for this all this time, so yeah, it's kind of funny that, you know, people... From that scene didn't get called um, Now she did say She's she's like um, You know I, I feel Because I have um, A huge following I have power So I can bring that to the show So she said that So that's the reason She's doing She's sticking with this gig But it, it is kind of It's interesting Right Because she was offered A role as a, 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 a Playing a deaf character in a film A couple of years ago I believe it was um, And she turned that Down Right she turned it down Because she's like oh so my hearing Has kind of been fixed Something like that I think she was deaf uh, Like or partially You know hearing But I don't know She's had it corrected Or something 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 Right And so she turned down that role Saying There's there's actual deaf people Who Could do this role And for me to take it I'm depriving them of work 
So she came and said that, and I respect that. You know what I mean? I respect that. But it's funny how it's not the same thing now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, where now she's going to be like, you know what? I'm not going to take this role because I don't have a background in that. And there are all these incredible dancers. And she could list people's names and go, they, they should have this. But no, 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 no. Because I'm sure that paycheck is nice. <laughs> so, yeah, she's taking that. Like, on the whole queer front, I don't give a fuck. Who cares, right? Um, I do think, though, it is... Because like, she had the whole argument with Candice Owens early in the year, right? Um, I say early in the year, it's only February It's like last month But she had the argument, right So she she cancelled Candice appearing on her podcast She said that she didn't want her her staff to feel unsafe Which, it was a crazy thing Un, Like, unsafe is a bullshit thing Saying unsafe is kind of you, you give the impression that someone's going to attack them Right, which, come on now Like, we feel it's a, it's a little grandstanding No one's going to get attacked, right No one's going to get attacked But In that moment Like, that would have been a It would probably have been a better time To Come out If, you know what I mean You are going to come out Because she didn't have to come out now because frankly, if someone's questioning why I should be doing something, I'd be like, mind your own. <laughs> I'm doing it because I'm doing it. Fuck you. So I would have just done that, but she chose to come out. But yeah, you know, that might have been a better time to do it, but yeah, who gives a fuck? I mean, the thing that shouts to me about this situation really is the dancing kind of aspect of it. But yeah, it's a it's a completely different uh, reaction compared to Schofield because people are coming at her, right? People are coming at her, which again, it's crazy because why the fuck do you care? Like you had people, because people are coming at with all sorts of craziness, right? So it's not even a, oh, uh, you know, um, look, I respect your your, uh, you know, what I mean? your ch- ability to choose what you do, but I don't know. I feel with some of the stuff you've spoken about and some of the stuff you've spoken on. It might have been better for you not to Like people aren't coming With anything uh, What's the word Balanced Right People aren't looking for a conversation A nuanced conversation But it is Twitter (laughs) And nuance Don't exist on Twitter I think we all know that Right (laughs) So yeah I, I just find it weird how people are coming and, and the anger and the hatred and all of that that's insane to me. I find that crazy um 
and yeah, it, 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 it's, you know, it's that flip, it, 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 it's that reversal, how sometimes someone can come out, and everyone's just like, oh, you're so brave, and then other times they're like, you asshole, what are you doing, why have you done this, <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's an odd situation, but, you know, that seems to be the world, right, that's how shit goes down these days, so, um, yeah, fuck it, whatever, I just find it crazy, but, alright, let's get into this episode, um, yeah, people, sit back, enjoy all of that shit, right, boom, Okay, so uh, this is a bit of a weird, well, not weird, it's kind of crazy. There's two sides of it as well, right? There's two sides. But, I, I, you know, you kind of wonder what was the thinking with this whole thing, okay? So, basically, a mum and her two daughters went to Bangkok. For some weight loss surgery Okay Um, And They On the return trip Back to Auckland uh, They thought Oh we'll we'll fly business class Uh, So uh, Yeah They went to check in And they were told That they were too big for business class Right And um so they're flying Thai Airways and, and so the thing was They're like, oh, you know what I mean When we got there To the check-in Like they came and they tried to measure us And blah, blah, blah Which, you know That's not the most ideal situation Right? It's not the most ideal situation But Right? Th- there's a language barrier Okay, so the staff didn't have great English at the airport uh, and all of that, right? But, the, you know, the the thing is, and the, 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 this the one thing that kind of, is I think, is confusing about all of this. You've gone for weight loss surgery, so you know you are big. And, like, when you see the pictures, the, these, they are big, during they're definitely they would definitely be classed as obese, right? Um, you know, no judgment. It is just what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, so they've gone for, for this surgery. Now, you you'd think when you're traveling, you check. Yeah, you know I mean, you would check to see. Okay. Like, how, like, obviously I'm this size, can I travel on this plane? I mean, that would be one of the first things that you would do. Like, when I travel, I check to see, like, um, you know, with, for assistance on the plane. Because, you know, I can't see seat numbers. So... I need a little help, right? So that's one of the first things that I do and I check and, you know what I mean? 
that kind of shit. Because if there's no assistance, then I'm fucked, right? So I'm not booking until I know these things. And so this is the thing. I, I don't understand how, like, they didn't check. Like, you know what I mean? They they just didn't check for it. Now, and they booked us, they booked through a company, right? It was one of these kind of um, weight loss things, uh, destination beauty, right? So they organized the whole situation. They do weight loss and plastic surgery and, you know, all, all stuff like that. Now, they should know, <laughs> you know, what I mean? they should know, and if you're booking through them, they should actively be checking to make sure, you know, what I mean? like, okay, so we'll, we've got this many people traveling on this flight, can you accommodate them, boom, 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 all sorted out, right? Obviously, no one did their due diligence, and it became a mess. Became a mess. And they were, um, but they did travel. They were allowed to travel. It was just like, look, they were just told that the, the seats in business class aren't big enough. Right? So they went, they were put in economy. So they still traveled. It's not like they missed their flight. And, um, so this is, like, they, they contacted for, um, they wanted a refund, and <laughs> the airline was like, uh, well, you're not getting a refund, that's crazy, because you travelled, so what, but, you know, we will refund you the difference from the economy to the business, which I do feel is fair. I think it's a fair thing. Like, because, you know, you kind of put yourself in that situation. You know, like, it's, it's not ideal, but you put yourself in that situation. You know how big you are. So why didn't you check, right? And so if, you, if they said that you can't fly at all, then boom, yes, that's, that's craziness, but you still flew, they just, in a different part of the plane, different part of the plane, and economy's fine, I travel in economy all the time, you know what I mean, it's fine, so getting, and the difference between economy and business class, that's a big chunk, so getting that back, boom, that's fine, so, I wouldn't be mad at that, but obviously, yeah, they complained, they complained, and, um, uh, the, uh, oh, what do you call it, the, um, uh, the booking company, like, Flight Center, they gave them a full refund, Blech. I mean, I can see why Flight Center did it, you know what I mean? Customer service and all of that shit. I wouldn't have, though. <laughs> I don't think they deserve a full refund because they flew. 
they flew. You read, they, they got to where they were going. It, it was, it was all sorted out. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just yeah. I just find this insane. It's just an insane situation. You know, what I mean? like people. If if you if you have requirements, check before you go do the thing. Don't turn up and then be like, oh, you don't. Oh, I assumed that. No, don't assume because now you're an ass. You know, right? it's just like check. Ugh, some people, man. You know what I mean? They are just lucky they weren't left in friggin' uh, Bangkok. That's all I can say. Okay, so this is interesting. Oh, this is really interesting. The saga of uh, Jesse Smollett has reignited. <laughs> oh, man. So, um... <clears throat> Yeah, he's he's facing new charges. He is facing new charges, which hey, is a good thing. It's a good thing, right? Um, so, uh, Mr. Webb, a, a special prosecutor, who was brought in to look into the case in August because. If we remember, he goes to the police. He he's gives his story that always sounded suspect in the first place. You know what I mean? Always sounded suspect. Like he's still wearing the noose. You take the noose off. You know I mean you'd be so repu- you would take that fucking noose off, right? So the story always sounded suspect, and then. <laughs> oh man, then just a little bit of digging that the house of cards starts to fall down. But I think what was crazy was the whole fact that the police dropped the case. The police dropped the case. And I think the whole thing was because like no one was hurt. You know what I mean? Like, he lied, no one was hurt So it's like, like, do they have the money to continue all of this? But it just seemed crazy because he got off kind of scot-free And then he had the audacity to try and sue Chicago Which is just like, wait, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? You know what I mean? It's just some crazy-ass shit, right? So, but then all, everything died down. So it's just like, huh? Okay. So nothing's happening. Like nothing is happening. Which just yeah, it just seemed seemed crazy, right? So um yeah, Dan Webb has uh yeah he's bringing. Some new shit on him, which I'm I'm all in favor of. You know what I mean? I am all in favor of that. Um so 
he uh, he said, um, you know, the uh, the actor was charged with for making four separate false reports to Chicago Police Department officers related to his false claims that he was the victim of a hate crime, knowing that he was not the victim of a crime. Um, and like you know, they said that he's um obtained subs- uh, sufficient factual evidence to argue that prosecutors were wrong to drop the case last year. So, uh, yeah, he is going to court on the twenty fourth of this month, February. So, um, yeah. I, it's going to be really interesting to know what happens. Because he lied. He he blat- And the thing is, right? Yes, like no one was actually hurt, right? No one's actually hurt. But the problem for me with this whole thing is, firstly, right? So you are... Taking up resources that could be used for real shit going on Right, so real people getting attacked There's no police because they're out trying to find these people this motherfucker hired The other thing is Every time someone makes some false bullshit up It detracts from real stuff when it happens You know Like And that's there's, Now I've, I've just remembered like You know what I mean like Back in the day When I was at school and shit like that If someone was just like Made some false racial claim And everyone knows it's a false claim So if you then If something actually happens And you're like yo this ha- people look at you like you're lying. People don't take you seriously. It's the you know it's the same like people always say that with rape, right? When someone makes a false claim, it then hurts the real victims of rape. And it's yeah, it's exactly the same for for racial attacks. So this was so public and it was so fake. So fake. So yeah. Hopefully this fucking idiot I mean, he he just has to answer for his bullshit. Yeah, that's all that's all I think. Like, you know, court type like I'm not saying he deserves to go to jail. But Yo, slap this motherfucker with a huge ass fine Make him do community Like, some huge ass community service Like, make him go to schools, colleges, everywhere And talk about lying You know what I mean? And damaging the cause You know what I mean? Shit like that Because he's a piece of shit Now, oh Look, obviously he also needs fucking therapy There's there's definitely some shit going on with him, right? There's, you know A normal person doesn't do this, right? He's on a 
huge TV show. Like, I don't know, I've never seen Empire, but I've always been told it's huge and it's popular and all of that, right? So he's on this huge show. He was a recurring character on this show. So he's got money and he's got all of that. Supposedly everyone liked him on the show. So, you know, there's, I don't know, they're always doing spin-offs and stuff like that. But then there's other work that comes from that. So... He he was doing fine. He was doing good. But he makes this up. And the fact that it was so blatantly bullshit. So blatant. And he, he paid for the shit on his credit card. He paid for the shit on his credit card, man. I mean, come on. So a normal rational person wouldn't do this. So, yeah, I believe he needs to, you know, answer for his bullshit, but he also needs help. He definitely needs help, um, because, yeah, there's some shit going on. There's definitely some shit going on, uh, yeah, but, man, I am definitely, ah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm curious to know what the fuck is going to happen come the 24th, right? So, uh, I'm sure we're going to be revisiting this in the weeks to come, people. Definitely sure about that. Okay, so, just back from the print space gallery in Hackney. Um, yeah, it was a... Yo, it was like this art exhibition Yeah, like just a preview night of this art exhibition, right? So, like the whole thing was um, It was a thing between Hasselblad um, Pro Center And the print space Right, so... um, yeah, it was, a, it was a showcase of, like, now this is what the blurb says, right? Powerful and inspiring imagery, um, you know, a, like, a selection of photographs captured on a variety of Hasselblad camera models, including several iconic portraits of famous musicians and politicians, in combination with world class leading commercial work, all presented as large scale fine art prints. So, yeah, you know, it sounded interesting. They had work from Carlos Lumiere, Clive Arrowsmith, David Gill, David Stewart, George Logan. Gerard Mokovic, Jill Fermanowski, Chilean Edelstein, Karen Thomas. I mean, so yeah, a lot of a lot of different work, right? And hey, can't beat a nice little art preview. So I, you know, I thought I'd go check it out. So I, I went with one of my peoples and we thought, yeah, we'll, we'll go have a nice little cultured evening. 
and uh, see what happens. Um, so yeah, this place was rammed. It was busy, man. Real busy. Um, yeah, had a open bar, which uh, yeah, it's not bad. Like you know, and this is it's fine. The selection is very limited, but it's free, right? So. You know what I mean, can't really knock it And, uh, yo, so I I just hit the red wine It was a nice red I can't remember what the hell it was But it was definitely nice You know what I mean, so that was good My my boy was drinking beer And he said that the beer was real good Um, So yeah, that was good That was cool And uh, yeah, went back for seconds and thirds And whatnot. So, uh, you know what I mean? Very lubricated, which is good. Uh, like, the art was cool. The art was cool. But, I have to say, um, I think, like, often when you, you know what I mean? I guess it, it, it's just one of those things, right? You're kind of expecting, I guess it's expecting a larger space. Or, you, I, I, I guess, like, Levels Right But I don't know if this gallery Does have different floors Different sections um, And they were maybe closed off But Yeah There was only one area Where You know You could be in Right So That was all good But it did mean it was rammed, like, yo, it was rammed, so you couldn't, it was difficult to really get to the art, to see the art, you know, and I guess that's not too much of a problem for most people, but, uh, yeah, you know, I got to see some of it, and, you know, as mentioned, though, it's not new art, for the most part, so you know, what I mean, so a lot of it, you know, you recognize, you've seen before, um, but yeah, it, it was difficult to get close to the art to, to really look at it, you know, what I mean, just see what's going on, um, and all of that. So that's a bit of a shame because, yeah, it was so fucking so busy and so hot in the spot, god damn, uh, but uh. Sherry, not being photographers, we had no clue what Hasselblad was, right? Um, and so we're just trying to chill, right? So we found a little, like, corner, and we're just, like, just, you know what I mean? We're coaching there, and there's a, there's a kind of, um, what do you call, like a... Display case, yes There's a, like a display case And there was a camera in it And loads of people were coming looking at it And there was these two girls came over And one of them, she was just like oh, You know, kind of going crazy And my friend's just like um, He asked her friend He's like, uh, oh, so um, what's the deal with this? I don't know if she thought He's trying to, you know, just Run a line on her or something like that I don't know You know what I mean 
because that happens, right? You you ask a girl something, and you're just asking a question, and it's just like, um, no, I'm not interested. You'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just wanted to get by, right? Not asking for your number, not asking you out, just asking you a question, kid. Uh, but yeah, he asked her, and she's just like, <laughs> and she kind of looked at him like he's a moron, <laughs> right? This this kind of look of disdain, just like. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? And we're just like, what? And so, but what we gathered is Hasselblad is a brand of camera, right? And so she's geeking out because I, I, I feel I think this was the, the new model in the case. But yeah, like, how the fuck are we meant to know that shit? And, you know, it, it didn't look anything special. It looked mad bulky. I, I will say that. It looked very bulky. But, hey, whatever, man. Like, I don't know. Retro's in, right? So, you know, it looked like a throwback to some of those old designs and all of that. And, yeah, you know. For some people, I guess that's the thing, right? That that's what they're they're loving. So, hey, I ain't got a problem with the fact that she's loving this camera. It was a bit. It was a bit off key the, the way she acted from just uh, getting asked a question. Um, but yeah, you know, it was fine. Um, but yeah, it, you know, as I said, look, it's a limited space and all of that. So we stayed for a bit, got our drink on, and uh, yeah, then we dusted. You know what I mean? Came so conquered, then splurted, man. It was, you know, but it was a fun evening. It was nice, caught up, you know what I mean? Which is always good. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Now home. Um and yeah, I don't know. Gonna cook some food and just chill. <laughs> okay people, so you have a bumper episode of Chin Check this week, right? Because not only do you have all the craziness, you know what I mean? All, all, all the knockout action, the crazy judging decisions, and the controversy of UFC 247. But, yo, there was also Invicta 39 on Friday, which I completely had forgotten about. So, uh, yeah, two f- lots of events to talk about this week. Gonna break down everything. Um, and especially thoughts on the controversy of that main event on Saturday night. So, yo, once you finish this, go check out this week's Chin Check, right? And share with your people's people. Boom. But after this, right? Remember, don't don't stop this. Wait. Share with your peoples. Then go do that. Enjoy, people. Okay, people, so 
This week, I decided to check out Lock and Key, the new TV series that hit Netflix on the 7th of February. Um, So it's based on a uh, comic book series from um, Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. And I remember, like, yo, back in the day, man, this, like, a few peoples I know kept on telling me about this. Oh, man, I think it was my friend, um, and my friend Cindy, I think Cack, Joey Cack, and uh, Chris Ware. Yeah, I think they're the three cats that told me about this. And uh, I finally checked it out. Um... So, uh, I believe I might be wrong, man. My memory's so fucking bad. But, uh, yeah, I think I know I've at least done the first graphic novel, right? So, I've done the first series. I might have done the second one as well, but I forget now. But I definitely did the first one and enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed it. So, Yeah, I figured I'd uh, check out the TV show Because it's crazy Like, this has been Floating around For uh, a decade Yeah So, it was like Back in 2010 um, It was meant to have been turned into a TV series By Fox They then declined After the You know what I mean? The pilot was made But then they screened it the following year at San Diego I did hear that it went down okay But, you know, a lot of things can go down okay in San Diego Doesn't mean they're good, right? Um, Yo, um, I think like four years later Universal was supposedly going to make it into a trilogy of films That never happened and then, um, what, mm, 2016, 2017, um, yeah, IDW set up a TV department, and they started developing it, it was picked up by Hulu, pilot made, they weren't keen, and, uh, then Netflix came, and, um, yeah, Picked it up for series So it like Through all of those trials And tribulations it, it, You know what I mean It just seemed right to check this out And see Hey was it worth the wait Right Was it worth the wait um, So yeah I think Hill's an executive producer on it um, and then you, it was kind of developed by Colton Cuse, Meredith Avenil, and Aaron Ellie Coletti. Who, uh, yeah, Coletti, he was the um, the creator of Daybreak, uh, another comic book series that was picked up by Netflix last year. Didn't get a second season. Ah, it started okay. And it went downhill pretty quick But anyway Right, so, yeah They're involved um, Then there's a gang of actors and actresses 
You know I mean, Darby Stanchfield, Connor Jessup, Amelia Jones, uh, Jackson, Robert Scott, Patricia Jones, Lasea de Olivia, Griffin, uh, Griffin Guck, Asher Broomfield, and they all did their thing. Uh, but so the premise of the show is is this because it's, it's ten episodes, right? And so, um, you know, so Rendell Locke is murdered at the hands of former student Sam Lezer. So his wife Nina is forced to move with her three children, Tyler, Kinsey, and Bodie. From Seattle to Madison, Massachusetts, uh, and take residence in Rendell's family home, the Key House. The children soon discover a number of mysterious keys throughout the house that can be used to unlock various doors in magical ways. However, they become aware of a demonic entity that is also searching for the keys for its own malevolent purposes. So, uh, yeah, like the idea, the concept of the show is uh, definitely intriguing. You know, you you do think, oh, how are they going to play with this, right? What are they going to do? Um... And so, yeah, as I said, look, it's 10 episodes, um, and they all range between 40 and 56 minutes, right? Um, yeah, so, oh, I should mention the cinematographers, uh, Tico Paulakakis and Colin Holt. Uh, so, um, yeah, like... Look, as I said, it's a it's a very interesting concept, and as it's coming from like comic books, is you kind of think, okay, so what are they gonna keep? What are they gonna change? Because look, it is a good few years since I've I've read this, you know, um, so I can't remember exactly. All the details, you know, precisely But there's been a good few changes A good few changes They've kind of kept the look of the, the characters um, Well, the kids anyway But then they've added uh, A whole gang of new, uh, you know, characters Kids for them to interact with And all of this kind of stuff uh, and, but, you know, I think it starts pretty strong, starts pretty strong, um, and you're getting all of those kind of introductions to things, um, the keys, and, uh, you know what I mean, all of that, and it starts to unfold, you know, we, we, we start to being lured into... This this world and everything, right? Um, so yeah, that's intriguing, that's cool, that's fun. 
certain things start to happen though that I mean it's fine you know like narratively yes it 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 brings the story on you know but you do I I feel there are questions there are definitely questions to why <laughs> you know it is it, like yeah, I don't know you kind of scratching your head like okay but why would they do that like what's the purpose you know like how does that make sense so we have all these kind of weird kind of things which yeah just odd um but yeah you know it, it's moving on and as i said look it's all fine and everything like that the, you know they they as a lot of these things do it's incorporating flashbacks um and all of this to kind of tell backstories and to show you know the stuff that was happening with the kid's dad, Rendell, when he... So we got several, you know, time periods. Like, Rendell, um, as an adult, right? So just before he dies. So we go back to that period a lot. Then also, there's a lot of flashbacks to when he was a kid. And with the, you know... The kids he hung out with and all of that. So yeah, we got we got these flashbacks, but then you also sometimes we we see something happen from one person's point of view, maybe one of the kids or something like that, and then it goes kind of at the same time period, but from one of the other like siblings' point of views or the mum or. Or one of the other characters, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, so while that was going on, they were doing that. And so then that leads into that scene that we saw last episode or the episode before that. or You know what I mean? You get the gist, right? So, yeah, we, we have that. And it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that, like, happen... And you're kind of wondering, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, in... I remember in the comics, the, the reason for them moving to Key House, it made more sense than what it does in this. You know? Because it's like, oh, everyone's got this grief... And it's just like, oh, yeah, to deal with the grief, we're going to go to this place. And, and, and it's this place that, oh, he never wanted to talk about. He, like, he never wanted to tell us about. He never, and it's just like, wait, that makes no sense. Why are you going to a place that, you mean, he never wanted to talk about. So, obviously, there's trauma there. And you're, and you're going I, I, it's just, yeah, the, the, that kind of part of it, you're thinking like, 
wait, huh? That's that's weird. What? And um, I think a lot of the stuff with the keys. There's no real caution, right? So, you know, like things happen, and you're thinking, okay, right. So this 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 thing has been worked out. And the logical thing is then to be, okay, let us, you know, do this and this and, uh, you know, to make sure that, but it's just like, no, 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 we're just doing this. And it's just like, wait, huh? (laughs) What are you doing? That makes no sense. Like, what? And so then all of these, then events and events and events happen and you're just like, wait, but why would you do that? Okay? Like, why are you putting yourself in that situation? And so this, look, I've said this numerous times, right? Because a lot of times when these things are written, certain technology wasn't around, right? So it makes sense. But once you have mobiles and everything and just the ease of information and stuff like that, doing certain things makes no sense. And especially, look, we're at a time when there's been all these books, all these TV shows, all these films about certain stuff. And especially like concepts like, um, you know, Entering a dark building or like, uh, oh, yeah, everyone split up. You go there and I'll go. And he's just like, no, we've seen what happens when you do that shit. Like, no, everyone, no one's oblivious to this. But then, you're to bring something forward in a, in a program they act like no one's aware of any of these kind of concepts, you know, which is kind of lazy, it is kind of lazy, because, look, you, you'd at least reference it, you'd at least reference it, but no one ever does, and you're just like, wait, huh, because, you know, you have them talking about certain things, Right, so you're having them mention certain things in pop culture So if they know about that Then they know about these other things Right, but you're circumventing all of those Just so you can move the story in this direction Without bothering to explain Why the fuck are they doing that? You know, because otherwise, yeah, you, you'd have to be a bit more clever with that approach. So they do all of these things and, and stuff, and you're just like, huh? Like, you know, this is the one thing that always... Have you noticed on a show when a crime is committed, like, as I said, look, everyone's got mobiles. So you think, okay... We've, we've seen all this shit, you call the police, right, 
they never call the police. They always run into a room or they, they just do something and they're just thinking, all right, so you know you're you're fucking up the crime scene. Like, we know that. And you also know that you're now putting yourself in danger because, or you're making yourself a, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, suspect and all of that. So it's all of this stuff that makes no sense. And we know that these people would know but they still do it. So we have this. Um, but yeah, it's alright. And look, the stories, you know, it's moving along, it's moving along, it's moving along. Um, and it's all fine. Like there is craziness with yeah, it's a look with the keys. There's craziness with the keys. Um because they're not really being cautious with them, which seems very odd, and also with the information about them, which is very odd, right, but, um, look, I'm not gonna say too much more, because I don't want to spoil it, or things like that, but I will say this, right, relationships are crazy, relationships are mad crazy in this, like, Instantly trusting certain people and just telling them about certain things where, you know, you have them be really cautious on some stuff like, oh, no, we can't tell that person. Oh, be careful telling that person. But then they'll just walk up to someone else and go, hey, blah, 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 blah. and you're just like, wait, what? That makes no sense. Right. That's crazy as fuck. And, um. Then you've got, like, the mum, like, acting like, oh, that person's my friend. I'm going to just tell over that person all my shit and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yeah, all of these things. It's just crazy. They're throwing in these love interests, which make no sense. Like, the whole love things. And then, you know, to because they're teenagers, so you have to show the angst. And then you have these things, like the teenage angst and the argument, which come from nowhere, and again, make no sense, so all of this is just cluttering the story, which is a good story, and you don't need to clutter it with this bullshit, but they do all of that, which is just like, ugh, you're you're boring me, right, but yeah, so we got that, whatever, fine, fine, and the end Ah, the end is very frustrating. The end is so frustrating because certain things happen, and with the knowledge they have, ugh, not saying anything else. But the worst thing about the end for me is all of this crazy shit happens, which, ugh, yes, should then just it should then boom finish. But they don't. They do that, you know, I'm a magician, I'm going to tell you all the secrets. And they show you, like, this is what happened, and this is how that happened, and then this. This is something that you didn't pick up on. Well, we didn't pick up on because you didn't show it. Like, you could, you know, when you're watching a certain sequence, you kind of think, oh, God, I bet something happens. But they show you these different angles to kind of go, boom, 
And then at the very end, they're like, bum, bum, bum. And I'm just like, that was terrible. You know what I mean? Because that's all stuff that would have been great reveals in season two. We didn't need to know any of that now. Because some of it, you're kind of suspecting, right? You're kind of suspecting. Even when you have one of the characters going, bah, 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 and it's just like, you didn't have to, that's just clunky as a motherfucker, right? Um, but yeah, then they kind of was like, people, people, did you notice this? Oh, this, and then this, and bah, bah, bah. and they did that, and it was just like, oh, why did you do that? You ruined it. Yeah, fucked it up. Um, but yeah. I mean, look, for me, it started off well, and then it just got cluttered. It got cluttered and just diluted. And by the end, it it just kind of was irritating me. This shit just didn't make any sense, right? It was just nonsensical. And people were doing stuff that you're just like, you wouldn't do that. That's stupid. But I will say, look, if you are a fan... Of stuff like The Boys, of Watchmen, um, you know, things like that Daybreak and just stuff like that. If you like that, if you really like, like, Runaways and, um, you know, Cloak and Dagger, if you like the current state of shows, I feel you will enjoy this, you know? I feel you, because the writing isn't terrible, the acting isn't terrible, it's just, yeah, the decisions they decided to go with make no sense for me, but listen, as I said, look, if you're a fan of the current crop of shows, it does kind of flow like those, so I feel you'll like it, right, but yeah, it's 10 episodes, it, you know what I mean, it's, it does kind of whip through, right, so I would say 10 episodes was fine, you know, um, yeah, they're like 40 to 55 minutes each, um, and it's on Netflix, so you can watch it whenever, people, so yeah, check it out, it's a lock and key, um, adapted from the Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez comic book series, yeah, it's kind of Lovecraftian, um, horrorish, but not so horror in a TV show, but mystery, supernaturally, right? So yeah, if that's your bag, you'll love it, man. All right, cool, cool. So Audible often have sales, right? Um, and uh, one day I saw they had Alien Free on offer. And um, what really intrigued me about this, because otherwise I would not have picked this book up, but it's by William Gibson. And, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed Gibson's other stuff, you know, Necromancer and just, you know, all the other, all the other great books by him. Um, so, yeah, I, I figured I'd pick this up. Um and this is what it says on the Audible website. So Audible is bringing William Gibson's 
uncovered alien free script to life in audio for the first time to mark the 40th anniversary of the birth of the alien franchise. Alongside a full cast, Michael Bean and Lance Henriksen reprise their iconic roles as Corporal Hicks and Bishop from the 1986 film Aliens. Father of cyberpunk William Gibson's original script for Alien 3, written in 1987 as a sequel to Aliens, never made it to our screens. Although it went on to achieve cult status amongst fans as the third instalment that might have been after being leaked online. This terrifying cinematic multicast dramatization directed by the multi award winning Dirk Mags is the chance to experience William Gibson's untold story and its terrifying, claustrophobic, and dark encounters between humans and aliens as a completely immersive audio experience. The story begins with the Salalco on its return journey from LV-426. On board the military ship are the cryogenically frozen skeleton crew of that film's survivors, Ripley Hicks, Newt and Bishop. We travel aboard and hear an alarm blare, how heroes are no longer alone. And so, yeah, it, you know, doing, um, you know, voice work, we've got Tom Alexander, Barbara Barnes, Michael Bean, Cliff Chapman, Samantha Kuglahan, Ben Cura, Dar Dash, Harry Ditson, Marais Dorothy, Lance Henriksen, um, Lorelai King, and, uh, you know, a host more of uh, talented voice actors and actresses. So, yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was really interesting to kind of, you know, find out, and I think I'd heard rumblings, I believe that there was this Gibson script that just never got done, um, and what, once you, you know, you hear this, you do think, ah, this is, like, it's such a shame, such a shame, because I think this is definitely, it sounds like it probably would have been better than the Aliens 3 that we did get. Um, like, it does start off with kind of a bit of a, a recap of the end of Aliens, which mm, I probably could have done without. You know what I mean? I, I, I probably would have just preferred it just to go straight into, like, this story, really, but, you know, yeah, it, it, like, it's not a uh, deal breaker or anything like that, you know, uh, but, yeah, like, this story definitely kind of goes in, a, like, a new direction, because it seems that we now have, like, espionage, kind of corporate espionage, but on the political level, 
know, so you, you've got these uh, two, I don't know, like maybe like how you'd equate it today is probably two states, two countries. I'm not quite sure. Probably countries. Eh? Maybe like if you said like um, US and China, you know, something like that. And so now, the, yeah, it, it's probably kind of equivalent to the, the nuclear race, you know, the, like of the Cold War. Um, yeah. So it's, it's that fear of like both having, you know, the, the bomb. And yeah, so it kind of gets out that, you know, that could be a possibility, but no one's quite sure. And then when they realize that this infection, and I think it's kind of like a new strain is is here and it's developing a lot quicker than expected it's just like oh no what this could go real bad and so then the story kind of goes from there so it's it's really interesting it's really interesting like i i do kind of think that um or like you know the way it's being produced is so there's we got music you know to set the scene and the feel of like the moment and everything like that and that works really well you know that's really good and having you know the breadth of this voice cast again that's great you know i think that's uh, that really helps the story kind of move on and, and helps breathe life into what we're hearing. There there are definitely kind of moments though where you're just like, ah, I, I wanna kind of see what's happening. You know? Like because although you know the the way it's been created, that does work. And it is good. There are definitely kind of moments and scenes that you think, yeah, you probably need a visual aid here. Like, this is okay, but you need a visual aid to really kind of drive home what's meant to be happening, you know? Um, but, yeah, I and I think... I, d- I do believe that this script was was made into a, a, a comic book series. Um, yeah, I think it's Dark Horse, you know. So, uh, yeah, if, if you, I guess, enjoyed this, but you want to see kind of possibly what was transpiring. Yeah, that could be a thing. Pick up the, uh, the Dark Horse graphic novel or just single issues. But um yes no I I think anyone that was a fan of you know the the first two films and then felt felt everything had kind of fallen fallen apart <laughs> with uh, resurrection and uh, the trite that has come since then yeah this will be a 
unexpected delight for those people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was handled really well. I enjoyed the story. Um, I don't know if I would bother picking up any more in the series. Because, uh, yeah, there are uh, quite a few alien books, you know, but I think that's more because of the bad films, <laughs> you know what I mean, rather than, um, you know, this story, because this story is good, and it does kind of set things up, you know, like, the way it's kind of left, it's just like, oh, so, you, you know what I mean, it, there's gonna be Oh, okay. So yeah, you you'll get given this, uh, you know, kind of idea, this emphasis of the the possibilities of things moving forward, and that makes a lot of sense. You know, that makes a lot of sense, and you're just like, yes, yes, that that would be interesting to see. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can. Be bothered with all of that But this on its own This works This works for me just on its own um, Just as a, a, a You know a, a, a story A story that we um, Should have got But we didn't <laughs> But yeah um, Aliens Free By William Gibson and brought to you by a extremely talented cast of voice actors and actresses. Uh, yeah, go check it out if you're a fan of the, uh, you know, alien and aliens. And like good sci-fi. Well, that's what I would say, people. That is what I would say. Okay, so we draw to the end of another episode Just a little bit of TV news before we bounce um, Now this is a bit weird But the BBC Studios Science Unit Is making a um, climate change documentary That also centres around Greta Thunberg which, look, climate change is big, right? But, Greta Thunberg, a 17-year-old, is not the, like, keeper of all knowledge on it. So I just always find it weird that, like, she's speaking on this to everyone. She doesn't know everything, but it's kind of put out like she does, which is insane. But she also comes out with some really stupid, moronic, immature shit, which ain't helpful. But yeah, so they're making this, and supposedly it's gonna have her um, talking about this international campaign, and she's meeting with scientists and climate change experts to explore the possible solution and workable course of action. But then they're also saying that it's going to be a coming of age story Tracking the 17 year old journey into adulthood Ugh <laughs> Man, 
I will not be watching that. But anyway, um, CBS is reviving um, CSI, Crime Scene Investigations, as a limited event series. Uh, because, right, it's supposedly the 20th anniversary of the show. To be honest, I didn't even know it wasn't on air anymore. I, I figured there was like all these spin-offs and just like, bah, it was all over the place. But yeah, they're looking to um, bring it back. Uh, Jason Tracy was picked by um, Jerry Buchheimer to uh, write the series. Um, and it's meant to be set in Las Vegas um, But no word on if or who from the original cast could be coming back But yeah, I don't know, people seem to love all of that shit, right? Um, this doesn't seem like a big surprise Everyone seems to talk about it I haven't got around to watching any of it yet But Netflix have renewed their TV series Sex Education for a third season Um, I think the second season hit earlier in the year I mean last month So uh, yeah, I'm sure people are going to be happy about that Also in regards with Netflix, something I had no clue about, but they're working on a Resident Evil TV series. <laughs> but um, the synopsis has appeared online, and supposedly the show is like this. The story takes place in the fictional town of Clearfield, Maryland, the backyard of Washington, D.C., The Umbrella Corporation and the decommissioned Greenwood Asylum all are involved in the creation of the T-Virus with the series set some 26 years after the virus's discovery. Hmm. Now, I know the the show is huge, right? Um, So... Yeah, I'm sure that, hey, you know what I mean, like, it sold so many games and so many fans, so this is going to be huge for Netflix, I can imagine, and hopefully, it is better than the films, (laughs) because the films are bad, like, the, the, I, I didn't, well, I mean, the first film was trash, Michelle Rodriguez was in it So I, I was happy For the, the period of time She was in the film <laughs> But yeah if, if this is just A smidgen better than those films This is going to be huge And a big winner for Netflix But yeah Had no clue they were doing this shit So yeah uh, Now Let's end with this Okay so um Disney Plus, they are doing a Mighty Ducks, oh, went a bit higher there, they're doing a Mighty Ducks TV series, uh, and they've just cast Lauren Graham, uh, you know what I mean, Gilmore Girls fame, uh, she is the, um, the lead uh, of this show, uh, it's going to be 10 episodes, 
uh, and um, yeah, like it's uh, it sounds like uh, uh, it's definitely just not a retail of the films. So, supposedly, it's this, right? It's set in present-day Minnesota, and the Mighty Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mum, Alex who's played by Graham, set out to build their own ragtag team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-cost culture of competitive youth sports. So, uh, yeah. I I wonder if what it's going to be called, though, if it is going to be called, like, Mighty Ducks, or if they're going to kind of play on that as it's not so much the mighty ducks but this new team quack squad <laughs> uh, but um yeah filming is starting this month so yeah i imagine this is gonna be hitting probably later this year beginning of next but uh yeah i know those films were big so i think emilio estevaz i think emilio was in those films right maybe um some guy with fluffy hair but yeah i'm sure this will be big but people that is it for another episode um yeah you know be back next week um, there's gonna be stuff to talk about because I know I've just picked up theater tickets, so uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, and yeah, whatever, but yo, enjoy the rest of your week, enjoy the fake ass bullshit that is Friday. <laughs> you know, what I mean, enjoy that. Um, I'm not bitter, whatever, uh, but yeah. Catch you next week, people. Have fun. This is the beat that my heart skips.